Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh. Denzel! <laughs> it's Denzel! Denzel! Oh, man. Everybody. Everybody. It's Denzel. Everybody, look. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Denzel. Denzel. In, <laughs> in The Little Things. The Little Things. Starring Denzel. Starring Denzel. You're not exactly a department favorite. Things probably changed a lot since you left. You still got to catch him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that much has changed, then, huh? <laughs> I can assure you all we are taking a 24-7 all-hands-on-deck approach to these cases. Guy's a shark. If he stops, he dies. He likes to drive. Probably has a decent car, maybe two. High mileage. Yeah, you must really like my car. I do. How's the truck space? Yeah, so this is a uh, this is like the only thing that came out this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. It came out on HBO Max. It's the first uh, big. It's the first theatrical movie of this year that uh, HBO is it, it, the Warner Brothers is putting on HBO. Got it. And that, which is funny because this is kind of it feels like a streaming movie. Uh, I mean, a lot of movies do now. Like that's going to be an everlasting yeah, consequence of the past year. Is that I'm going to forever look at movies differently. Where like, yeah, I can't, some. Like, I can't imagine having gone to see Wonder Woman 1984. Well, that does feel like a theater movie. Um, I can't imagine having to pay for that and then sitting down and seeing that. But, like, uh, I I mean, like, this is like a thriller, well, and, a 90s and like, thriller. And, like, Soul. Like, Soul felt like, well, I could have just I could have just watched this at home. Like, there's a lot right. of movies where it's the mystique of needing a theatrical release has been yes. er- eroded a great deal for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the movie's fault. I think it's just yeah. our standards. Because mm-hmm. now we're in a world where we're like, well, this is an option now. So, like, unless it's like a big fucking a wild, you know, unless it's like, I don't know, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. You know, I want. I wish I could see Mortal Kombat in theaters. Maybe it's coming out in April. We'll see what happens. Oh, no, I'm not seeing. Yeah, I doubt I'm seeing it in theaters. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, uh, that like, unless it's unless it's your Mortal Kombat's uh I, I really that's it mm-hmm. just it's mortal Kombat, then a big line and then every other movie under that um then yeah i don't i don't like soul is a good example is like i remember these being theatrical movies yeah but uh you bring kids to the theaters to see soul as an adult whenever we had to review a kid's movie mm-hmm. and i'd have to go to the theater it was miserable yeah, I didn't. Because, I didn't love sitting by myself in Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, exactly. And then those movies, it's like, yeah, I could really use the comfort of my home and like getting up and like you know, if I have to take a leak, I can pause it and and or if I need a snack. So yeah, this is that kind of movie to me. Uh, this wasn't an event, especially so. I mean, it's a police thriller. Yeah, it's kind of the yeah. It's this is a movie like Denzel's been kind of king of this kind of movie for the past yeah. several years where it's like a, a January February release. Uh it's clearly marketed at adults. Uh yeah. they're like like this like the Equalizer 2. Yep. 
there's i mean like mid-budget movies that they're mid-budget r-rated movies that are coming out the beginning of the year they're squarely aimed at people like 30 and up yeah 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 no i that's one of the things one of my notes is i could watch 20 of these uh i'm gonna go ahead and say spoilers because this is a twisty film a little yeah yeah uh so you know if you're intending on seeing it it definitely is trying to lead you places Mm mm-hmm uh tom what did you think of this movie um i actually liked it uh which is which is not the popular opinion it has like a 40 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah i'll tell you this tom i also liked it Mm -hmm. despite it being stupid yeah i think it's a stupid movie okay uh well mainly because i think that they don't earn the the quote-unquote twist they don't yeah that more more work needed to be done there yeah uh but Good casting on Jared Leto, because the moment you see his name in the credits, you're like, oh, he did it. Uh, and <laughs> well, I mean, you saw him in the trailer. The movie. Well, yeah, it, you but, saw him like, in the having not thought it, about the trailer, because yeah. I was I was watching um, some of this with Hana, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's Jared Leto. Like, he's not showing up in the movie either, so it's like, it's like, oh, so he must, you know he's the killer before he even shows up, because he hasn't showed up uh yeah and he he shows up doing a whole ass thing too yeah he's walking he's walking like frankenstein yeah he's doing a thing he has a he has a one of the funniest fake guts yep because i would argue they decided this character should have a gut which is fine and like normally jared leto is the kind of actor who would just ferociously gain weight for a movie like the yeah, little you things t- you could tell this one there he was just like nah i can't guys well yeah well it's it, <laughs> what makes it so jarring is his face is so gaunt yeah he's got but he has I've this seen... he has this belly and it's like no that belly is fake <laughs> i well i have seen that i've seen people with that type of body not this dr- not this dramatic yeah, but it's also, we know Jared Leto, yeah, so it just looks like Jared just, Leto stuffed it, his shirt with a pillow. Right, it's very clearly like a pillow <laughs> yeah. it's in, his, in his shirt. Uh, yeah, so, also, you know who's doing a thing in this, I would argue? Denzel. I mean, he's being Denzel. No, well, his smile is weird. Yeah. I mean, he's I'm got saying, a dopey smile. I'm saying he's being Denzel and that he's acting. Oh, he's an actor, yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about Denzel. Uh, I remembered it from this movie. He's a terrific actor. Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Fences, terrific. But you know where he excels, I think, more than anything else? What's that? Casual conversation scenes. Uh, casual. Yeah. Just like when he's just being a human, little things he does with his hands, little smirks, uh, little ways of saying stuff. Yeah, the, he's just the way very he... good at seeming like a like a just a normal human being. Right, you know, like fences. He's playing kind of an outrageous character. Yeah, larger than life character. Yeah, and he's great at that. But where he really excels is roles like this. Yeah, he knows like the the way it's like he like he knows how to throw certain lines away. Uh, yeah, when, when you're like when you're and it's it he makes it seem. There's one interaction in particular when he first gets to the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, and I can't remember the the exact line, but it really struck me as like, man, he just that's that's like a small line in, in a scene that's ultimately just kind of meaningless. It's just like casual right. interaction between people, but he nailed the way to just well, casually throw away that line and make it seem like 
This movie is about a guy coming back to a police station that he left in, I guess, disgrace because he had a heart attack and he had a nervous breakdown. Uh, and uh, well, something he, else happened. I know, I know. I'm just saying that's what the movie. That's what yeah. the movie tells well, us. Well, we we know something happened. We know something because he's um, he is he is extremely disliked by all the yeah. older department people. Uh, he basically he bailed out of Los Angeles and moved up to Kern County in yeah. Bakersfield, which is where yeah, I used his, to live. His only friend is fucking Frank Sabatka. Yeah, uh, that is Frank Sabatka. <laughs> fucking Frank Sabatka from The Wire. From The Wire. He's all over this movie. He sure is. <laughs> um, but yeah, those casual conversations are actually wh- where I realized it. Because you're, sh- you're seeing like a, a level of hostility, but they're making small talk. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, uh, like, again, he's done uh, many roles like this, but I always go back to Inside Man because he does that. Inside Man, one of the aspects of that movie that I really enjoy is that the police are kind of by the book or like really casual about a very dramatic bank robbery. Like it's part of, I don't know, it's part of the weird little details of that film is they show the whole process and so it's kind of like business as usual in a lot of scenes, and Denzel is really good with that. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Uh, this, this, so this movie starts with like a kind of the opposite idea, which is it's a serial killer, and Denzel seems like really invested in it. And one of my notes was gonna be that that I'm sick of that trope, but we learn that that trope has a reason in this movie. Yeah. But like, whenever they do movies where the 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 they're like, we have to catch it for these dead women. It's like, nah, you're a cop. You you do this all like, you know what I mean? Where it's like the idea that cops care this much feels like a thing movies made up to make us feel like cops care. Yeah, does that make sense? Kind of. This is like that's kind of that's the lesson. This movie, man. This what? movie's not about good cops, though. It's t- spoilers. This is about uh, two bad cops. Yeah, but not bad guys. Yeah. Well, um, it's it, the movie. It, well, first of all, the movie's about obsession, and what the movie's yeah. ultimate kind of message. It's and it's this is a dark movie, and it's a little cynical. Um, yeah, which is like you. The lesson of the movie is you can't is is you can't care. Like you can't care about. Yeah solving these cases on a personal level because it will ruin you yeah because um, there's very i mean there's very very rarely in real life <clears throat> does a uh, you know justice or the resolution to uh, a lot of these crimes is very rarely clear-cut clean satisfying completely wrapped up it's always mm-hmm. it, it's always unsatisfying in some way Right. This movie deals with the fact that closure. It's funny. I, for for something else, I was doing. I'm reading a lot of like psychology and police papers on the concept of closure with victims, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things we kind of fuck up in in uh, law enforcement, which is that there's a there's sort of a uh, uh, a line of thinking of like we're not doing this for the victims ever. We should never feel like we're doing this for the victims because once you do that, then there's like weird expectations on how a case needs to be solved. It's how capital punishment happens a lot is justified a lot with the idea of closure. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this is about is like, they need to punish someone. Uh, yeah. So badly that spoilers, they probably punish the wrong person. We don't know. 
we don't know it's complete it's it's it is uh inconclusive <laughs> yeah the this is again why they cast jared leto because you look at jared leto in like real life and you're like i bet he's done some stuff mm-hmm. uh and so then in this movie it's like that motherfucker did it well and, and that's he's, the and point he, of the movie yeah he's behaving strangely Yeah, he's a weirdo he's a weirdo yeah he basically starts uh they like track him down through a very flimsy lead yeah uh and then that, the he, one that like denzel himself even says it's probably this is a long shot it's it's probably nothing but it's like he works for an appliance repair company that was called to repair the refrigerator in the apartment of the latest victim yep and so he like denzel starts like on his off time because the idea is denzel's unofficially involved yeah he just like showed up for another reason they're like hey you want to get in on this and we haven't talked about old remy yeah old remy Uh, yeah he's like the hot shot detective Mm -hmm. and he instantly can tell that denzel is like he calls him columbo which i thought was perfect because denzel's like he's like country cop now when he's very uh, he's clearly sharp that's that's the other thing that Denzel's really good at. Well, I mean, he's yes. he's good at a lot of things, but another thing that really is a is a is a bedrock of a lot of his performances is that sort of Columbo yeah, thing of the best. It's 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 like a um it's a cheerful menace. Yep, the best fucking examples inside man where they do the interrogation scenes yeah and you can tell they're so frustrated and they know that one of the people they're talking to absolutely did it and they're not sure who yeah and so he's so friendly but like uh so angry at the same time and it's the idea is like the knowledge of like one of these fuckers i'm talking to absolutely did it but the other ones didn't so i have to be nice yeah Uh, or or like yeah yeah that's for sure i'm talking more about like the specific columbo thing where it's like he's like circling yeah 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 yeah. Uh, it's like this it's also in like training day yeah um but yeah it's there's there's a lot of that energy in in this movie um so yeah yeah no like rami malek is um like denzel's character has a reputation like he's a they say at one point he was the detective with like the highest clearance rate in the department yeah so like he's welcoming denzel's help because like the first he has him tag along to a crime scene and within five minutes he spots something that nobody else sees it's that the guy set up a chair across the street to watch uh to just look at this woman's dead body right um yes it also becomes clear yeah yeah it starts almost like this i think this movie wanted to be like seven right a little because this movie the thing you have and because- i i kind of already i suspect okay i suspect a lot of the negative reviews or at least a portion of the negative reviews are from people who were expecting a murder mystery because well, that is okay. that's not really what this is i i called that early because it was again the moment you see jared leto it was like okay well you have like it's it's imagine if seven was seven but they told you kevin spacey was in the movie uh, and so you'd be sitting there waiting for Kevin Spacey and you'd know like, well, the moment I see him, it's a phone booth where Kiefer Sutherland is the voice. And so it's like, well, if I don't see Kiefer, I know it's not the killer. Uh, and so they do that with this movie where they're like, yeah, it's Jer- Jared Leto. And if you saw the trailer, the trailer, you know, the trailer is more clear that this movie is, yeah. is less about solve. It's more about but- obsession. But what it does, it does seven in the sense that it starts as a murder mystery 
and then abruptly changes when the killer is just like hey you know uh it's that where they they hone in on jared leto faster than you think that's not the reason why i don't like this movie um i was gonna wait till we get to it uh unless you want to know why or sorry well, I, mean, I did say i like this movie it's why i think people didn't like this movie or why i think it's a dumb movie okay which is that uh remy malik's uh arc uh it's it's gibberish they don't the, they, him they, going they, to the desert with jared leto is the most gibberish plot point they, i've seen in the movie they do not do the work to show us that no. remy malik is obsessed and the problem with that is well the problem with that is is it's the point of the movie and it's like they exactly. don't they they do not i did not get the sense that he was obsessed until he gets into jared leto's car in the last 30 minutes yes i was so like oh that's happens, a dumb thing to do yeah what happens <laughs> in this movie is jared leto is they've learned that he's like confessed to crimes he didn't do in the past he's a, um, it's he's this a cat and mouse with denzel and jared leto yeah he's he's a weird creep he starts like he go, he they take him in for questioning and he's clearly like pissing them off. He's like he's like he's fucking with them. He's fucking with them. Like you know he has a Joker tattoo. Uh you just know it. He's, he's literally the Joker, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, it, and that he has the Jared Leto Joker tattooed on him. Right. That and character. he's so like he's so off-putting and like and so and, hittable yeah and so so clearly a murderer when they're interacting with them that the, i think this this aspect of the movie well, is well done uh is that he's so off-putting and creepy and weird when they're interacting with him but if you think about what evidence they actually have that he's the killer it's it's almost nothing yeah also it is still ambiguous because I, I think we've all met creepy weirdos. Well, that no, I'm. I yeah, I don't. <laughs> He's like a real creepy weirdo, and he could just be like a guy, right. Who's just like lonely and a weird, creepy weirdo. He's just a weird, creepy weirdo that yeah. likes this having this because he mentions at one point that he's a crime buff. Yeah, uh, Denzel breaks into his house and sees that he has a police scanner and a bunch yeah. of newspaper clippings about serial killing. So it's like it's clear he likes this stuff and it doesn't make him a murderer but like it it it's clear he likes this and he's enjoying the attention he's getting as a possible yeah. suspect um and it's i mean the whole point of the movie is that it's it's they leave it completely in inconclusive as to whether or not he was the murderer we, yeah, we don't although know they do know there's a few things he flat out says i did i've never killed anybody in my life at a certain point when it's like feels like the most truthful thing he says in the moment. Yeah. Uh and the hair, the beret, uh the beret. Yeah, he uh Denzel do basically Denzel doesn't find anything in his apartment ultimately that leads him nope. that links him to the murders. No. Um so like it's it's right on the edge is the idea. Um and yeah, so they're they're like Well, they do a lot of It really seems like he's the guy. It does, but they like we have the movie opens with a cold open where this woman gets chased by the killer and escapes. And then she comes back yeah. midway through as a witness, but uh, her testimony gets blown away. So it's like, okay, well that doesn't matter. Then that was well done because she sees Jared Leto in the hallway in cuffs before doing the lineup. Mm -hmm. And they realize that and yep. they're like, well, she's, you can't, she saw him in handcuffs. Um, she, kn she knows he's the guy we want. Yes. Uh, 
and also he was he's he was weird when he walked but she probably caught a vibe from him yeah um and then there's there's they get a, a partial fingerprint that he has like 11 signifiers and they need 12 and Rami Malek's like really pissed. He's like, well, what's one signifier? And then right. the fingerprint tech points out. It's like, well, here, these have eight, eight of the 12 signifiers. It's only like three less than Jared Leto's. And these are my fingerprints. Right. So it's it, there's that piece of evidence that's undercut. Yeah. And then they're they're they're, they're it's, this is like <laughs> they're they're brewing up a Netflix documentary right now, you know? Yeah like that's what this is it's like the true crime you hear about mm -hmm. whereas then they do a documentary and it's like shit this person might not have actually done it it's that yeah they don't ha they really don't ha and like the biggest the most damning one um is that the mile marker not the I guess? not the mile marker the mile marker could be explained by cuz he calls like Jared Leto basically does a cat and mouse thing with Denzel. He realizes Denzel is what this is actually kind of a good scene. Yeah, it is. Um, where Denzel's following him on the freeway and Jared Leto pulls over and Denzel drives past him and then pulls over, but then realizes that Leto has like taken an, uh, an off ramp and looped back around. So they kind of keep looping back, looping back around each other on yeah. opposite sides of a divided highway. Ultimately, ending up right next to this mile marker where one of the bodies was found and denzel calls rami malik and he's like is that did that go out to the media he's like no no it only it only ever went over dispatch but we find later that leto has a police scanner so he could have heard that oh you're right yeah he could have heard that um the most damning thing is the car but the car that we see chase the woman in the beginning is not the green car that leto is driving in the movie Right, they never. Yeah, the implication is he has two he has cars. he has multiple cars because he had one get but stolen. But we never see the other one. Yeah, well, he we know right. we know he, he has, like he has a, one. They yeah, and then they're like, "Why didn't you report it stolen?" He's like, "I did." I did. And then later <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, he did. We looked it up. We just didn't. The sergeant on duty didn't file it." Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the end, yeah. there's there's just they nothing. have zero evidence against him. It's just he's behaving like a weirdo, and he's yeah. and he's fucking with them. Yep. And so, like, you can argue his fate. He kind of brings it on himself. Uh, but a also... A little, I sort of, like, as this... Also, the movie doesn't do a good enough job well, with that. I think the movie would have been, like, an A-plus had they spent more time with Rami Malek's character to f well, flesh out the idea that this the, yeah. this case is consuming him. They just don't do I, that. Well, it's not even that. Ironically, the problem with this movie is the little things. Uh, the broad idea of the movie is fine. Mm -hmm. It's it's the moment, and I was with the movie, so what happens is there's this moment where, so they're like trying to break into his house, they're doing all this shit, and then they're just staking him out. Denzel goes to get some coffee, uh, there's a call on the payphone because this takes place in the 90s, by the way. It doesn't really matter, but uh, I get why they did that. It's a better era for the serial killer stuff. It also simplifies the plot. Yeah. Uh, in general. Also, the script, the script was written in 1993. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there's a whole... Well, so, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it in a second. There's a whole ass history okay. to this movie. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So he... Uh, he, he and it turns out Jared Leto is calling the payphone and he comes out and, and actually he's is just he? like or, oh you're or right is that he probably unrelated. isn't who knows it's unrelated like Rami Malek goes to answer the phone and Jared Leto just happens to be walking up behind him and says right. and says boo we have no idea if he's the one that was calling you're right you're right yeah. um and so then uh he's like 
uh, the Remy Malik immediately points his gun at him. Well, yeah, and that was the moment. <laughs> well, well yeah. that, that was the moment that I was like, "This is weird," uh, because he reacts, he overreacts more than because the whole thing is he, yeah, he's sort of obsessed, but he's like the cool-headed cop in Denzel. Mm-hmm. They keep establishing Denzel is the one who flies off the handle. So when he does this, I was just like, "Whoa, Jesus!" He just said "boo" at you. Um, and so they're trying to show that he's on edge, but it felt unearned just right there. Um, look, granted, if it Jared seemed, Leto I mean, looked it's... like that and approached me in a dark alley and went, boo, I'd point my gun at well, him, that's... but I'm not a cop. Yeah, that's uh, that. it seemed extreme, but not. Um, no, not, it, was, it, not, it, was... it didn't seem unrealistic to me because, yeah, sure. we know he's been staking him out. He's tired. Um, and then this dude surprises him in a dark alley who is a murder suspect, a multiple yeah, yeah. murder suspect. And so, yeah, the, the, rea- the again, reaction's they- extreme, but I didn't think it was unrealistic. Yeah, they just do more of the work. Like when, when they do the highway thing, Denzel takes his gun out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that almost sets up that idea, but they never... Remy, they it's need to do right. Like he goes to Denzel's hotel room and sees that he has all the all the case file photos uh, taped to the wall and fr- at the foot of his bed. Like we needed a scene like that with Rami Malek. Yeah, where he starts doing where it. he starts but, doing that. Yeah, but even all right, but even without even if they did the obsession, I still don't think it quite worked. Because so he then um, Jared Leto, he's like, where is her? Where's this? There's one missing jogger, mm-hmm. which they do that scene really well. It's kind of over the top. Like this is a movie where being a woman alone is bad. Uh, if the scene starts with a woman alone, you're like, ah, shit. Uh, I mean, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> I just mean in terms of tropes where it's like the moment they show a woman driving alone, it's like, oh no, she's going to die. Right, right, uh, right, right. So they have a scene, with the, they did it well with the jogger with the other guy and he's like, you want me to jog the rest of the way? And she's like, it's four blocks. What could go wrong? And jogs away mm-hmm. and then the car turns and it's like, oh no. Um, so, so, uh, so they're looking for her specifically. She's the missing person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, so he's saying, where is she? And Jared Leto's like, I can take you to her. And Remy Malik just gets in his car with him. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. He debates it for a while, but yeah, the fact that yeah. he, the fact that he gets in the car is just like, they did not, that's the, that's the unrealistic moment for me. Like yeah, that's where if- they really, really needed to do the work to show that this case is making him lose his mind because that's the only way you'd get into that guy's car with him. And I I can't stress this enough. It's kind of, it's, it's, they're basically doing a seven here, which is I can show you the body and then he ends up sort of having control, not as literal as seven, but it's the same beats. Um, But they have to avoid it being seven where there's like cops involved. So like, this is the problem is Remy Malik is also just a good he's they've established him as a pretty by the book cop so like the moment Jared Lowe's like I can take you there you'd think he'd be like okay I'm going to call this in and arrest you because you've essentially confessed um but all right so he gets in his car then he should at least drive right yeah make uh, make him get in your car and yeah. tell you where to go and wait for denzel or so he tries to say like i won't do it with denzel but it's like i don't know man but all right so they drive to the location he says this is the spot where i buried her and he starts digging it up and it's like no again call 
<laughs> like you all right you have the location now you need to arrest this man and bring him in right mm-hmm. yeah you, like you what would, are you doing you would arrest him you'd 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 bring a whole you'd bring a whole forensic team out there with like yeah. cadaver dogs and shit like you wouldn't start digging you wouldn't just it start up. The dig- guy like was- they don't they don't do the work like i would believe it if they had shown us that this character was on the ragged edge but they never do that yeah they never do that he's not obsessing he's, at that point he's fu- he's not he's, agent Mulder looking for his sister you right. know he's not like i just gotta know it's not that no he's just he's, a regular fucking cop at this point he is completely fine until he suddenly isn't yeah, and so he just seems like a dumbass. Yeah, uh, it's and this it's that sort stupid of thing, where thing to do. Whenever a movie has like a tragic ending brought on by just bad character writing, I just can't. You I don't know. know. Like I don't. I, I wouldn't call this a, a tragic ending. It's not. Well, it's not the ending of Seven. No, no, no. But it's trying to do the same thing, which is that then Jared Leto starts fucking uh, being a creep and talking about Remy Malek's uh, fucking family. And Remy hits him with a shovel once, and that does it. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> it's all it takes. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're leaving out the most important thing, which is, I, like you said earlier, that Jared Leto kind of asked for it. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but also I have to, like, if I was a dude, let's take the, let's take the standpoint that Jared Leto is innocent, right? He didn't actually kill anyone. Yeah. I respect the hell out of this flex because what he does is he takes Oh yeah. Rami Malik out to the middle of nowhere in like fucking Lancaster. Um and just starts digging a hole in the desert and then after he's dug like a couple of feet, Leto goes like, "Oh no, I'm sorry. I was mistaken. It's over here." Yeah, yeah. And he keeps switching the spot. And he keeps switching the spot and like there's a time lapse so we don't really see until um the next morning when like Denzel shows up, uh, Rami's killed Leto. So like, all right, we got it. He's like, all right, bury him in one of those holes, pick one. Um, and I'll be back in a few hours. And he drives off to go like pack up Leto's apartment yeah. and shit. Um, we don't see how many holes he's dug until then. And it's like over a dozen. Right? Yes. So like, by the way, he kept having Rami Malek dig new holes. <laughs> yeah. Which is, all right, if I was, if I was being fucked with by cops and I wasn't creepy Jared Leto and was innocent mm-hmm. and like they, I hadn't given them a reason, I might be angry enough to do this to them, you know? Yeah. It's because that's what it is. He's, he starts trolling them. Yeah. It's a, he's trolling them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Lancaster, that's, uh, I believe where seven ended, right? That's the high, the, the fucking power lines. Maybe I'm. It's closer to Victorville, but oh, okay. It, it it's it's uh, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah. So Remy Malik is dug in a bunch of holes, and then Jared Leto starts fucking with him more. So he kills Jared Leto. Uh, and so at that point, like the tragedy I'm talking about is that Remy Malik's uh fucking guilt and how fucked up he is at the end of the movie about it. Yeah, uh, we're given the idea that, and that hopefully like, hopefully Denzel sending him the barrette will right. give him closure. Yeah, but I just couldn't feel bad for him because his character was suddenly weird. Like they just his character suddenly became an idiot and then it was like, Yeah, you should probably go to jail. Uh you followed Jared Leto into the desert for some reason. Yeah. Dug I mean, a bunch of holes and then killed him. We he yeah, I mean you don't want him to go to jail, but like it's No, but I kind of stopped caring because of what he did was so dumb. Yeah. This is it also was like, you deserve this. This is, Again, it's not like seven where it's like, well, 
cut off Gwyneth's head. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to shoot. Like that's the whole point of seven is the end where Brad Pitt's losing his mind because he's like, I really want to kill this guy, but I realize that what he wants, uh, this just didn't give you that because it's like, yeah, you sort of fucked up here, man. Yeah. You did something really stupid. Yeah. Um, this is also where we find out what it is that Denzel did. And it's, yes. it's, he's, he was responding to a crime scene, you know, five years prior where there were two dead women tied up on rocks in a park. Uh, and he goes off uh, to just to clear the surrounding area and he gets surprised by another victim who has who has survived and escaped somehow. She's got she's been stabbed a few times in the back, it looks like. But yeah, she's fine. But she surprises Denzel and he shoots her right in the heart. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was kind of funny and silly to me. Well, because it here's because it's the realization is like oh so you're both terrible cops uh you both really fucked up and it was just very funny that coincidentally they flash back to denzel having this moment of being like ah and shooting this lady in the heart and then you realize oh so i guess he did the exact same thing uh, uh no <laughs> not the exact same it's, thing it's pretty different to the point where i don't even they don't it's it's but it's, everybody covers it up everybody the whole thing is yeah, everybody he covers killed it this up, woman yeah. he fucked up killed somebody and it gets covered up yeah and so it's just very funny to me that it's just like like i i just i want to this is i want when i said i want 20 movies of this i want 20 movies all starring denzel where they keep ending with them accidentally <sighs> killing someone and burying them in the desert mm-hmm like just every movie they keep accidentally killing just somebody burying a, a, making a body disappear in the california desert yeah every episode every movie ends like you watch the moon you're like who are they going to accidentally kill like sometimes it's no one of consequence it's mm-hmm. like a guy at the car wash yeah uh but they have to they have to accidentally kill one person sometimes it's like a it's like a big guest star like tim allen yeah yeah exactly um yeah no i i mean <laughs> it's because again it's it's the way he so he gets surprised by her and shoots and like sure uh it's just it's one of those things that feels very rookie uh and uh it's again it's about cops getting startled and angry and and like shooting people uh accidentally and and i just feel very little sympathy for either of these cops sure for doing such incredibly dumb things uh and so that's what it was like i just didn't it didn't get earned uh at that point and so it just it it ended up kind of silly yeah i'm I'm gonna argue that denzel's situation is way 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 more understandable yeah um than riding with a guy out in the desert and then hitting him in the face with a shovel because he he made you mad yeah denzel's Uh. (laughs) situation is basically something spooked him he was holding his gun yes and he fired the gun um he might not have even meant to shoot he might have tensed up you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh yes it's still like i don't know it still just was too much like it ended up being too much at this point is like oh you accidentally killed someone that's funny so did i all right well let me help him well let me help you out uh and so yeah the rest of the movie is just them burying jared leto in the desert and getting rid of his clothes and covering it up yep and then and it just like and then denzel mails Rami Malek a barrette that the jogger was wearing when she disappeared um, to make him think that he found it among Leto's belongings in his apartment so that he doesn't 
lose his wife and kids and have a heart attack the same way he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, that that was a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Like I know why I know why they you know I, I know why they're doing like the thing with poetry it rhymes it's, dave it's like poetry it's like poetry yeah it just didn't quite work <laughs> i again like yeah the endings i mean the ending of seven is fucking over the top and operatic um yeah but like it's earned but the ending like, of seven yeah it works it's earned yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's i i do i still am i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by the idea that if they had spent more time uh putting Rami Malek like uh on on the ragged edge the ending would have landed better for more people it, yeah I probably would have been able to forgive it more yeah that's the thing is when it came to Denzel's backstory I had already like lost faith in the movie so it just kept then it was just like I'm not in it anymore it you know it's the thing it's I think Abe has talked about this every a, a lot of people have talked about this is the when a movie reminds you that you're watching a movie and the Remy Malik thing, it took me out of the movie because it was just like, that's weird. And suddenly I was watching a movie until that point. I was like invested. Mm-hmm. And then when he did that, I was like, oh, he did that because the writer needed him to do it because it's a movie. Yeah. And they needed this twist ending and they didn't do it correctly. And so everything from then on was like, ah, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I still enjoyed it because I love stupid thrillers, you know? you could have trying to catch a killer yeah 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 no i, I was like man yeah there's i was just thinking about ways to make the ending better <laughs> so I, uh but yeah no i still i i well, I, I enjoyed this movie i liked having yeah a, a the, movie it's hard. a movie with with uh like a serious movie with big stars that i could just sit and watch like an adult yeah i mean i'm sure i'll watch this again i just i think i might have appreciated this better if it was just a stupid whodunit if it was just an alex cross film type of film you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, uh you know where fucking carrie elways gets shot through some milk hell uh, yeah you know I, I i i don't know it's just because they were trying to do something because that's that's basically again why seven keeps popping up because you think that's what seven is you think it's like an alex cross or a or or just a mystery thriller and then you're like oh god i didn't expect to feel fucked up Mm -hmm. at the end of this yeah and i feel like this is what's trying to do that it just didn't quite pull it off but again everybody's doing a great job it's well directed i know the director also wrote it right Mm mm-hmm uh leto is killing it denzel's especially killing it remy malik is killing it everybody's killing it uh it's what you just said it's nice to just watch a movie an adult movie that's like all serious and like uh you know catch a serial killer but it's still silly yeah uh i guess so i did i didn't find it silly i i identify what you're i i recognize what you are saying and agree with it that yeah him the moment he gets into that car with Jared Leto, it's just like, okay, what's what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it was really confusing um, uh, and really silly. This movie, like I said, it was it was written and directed by John Lee Hancock, who also did like the founder, a couple other movies, Blind Side. Yeah, yeah, um, the Blind Side. I forget what else. Um. Anyway, uh, he wrote it back in like 1993, and the first person attached to direct it was Steven Spielberg no shit yeah why would steven do this i don't know this is 1993 
even in 1993 yeah, i feel yeah, like we're, you'd we're, look at this and go like wait no i'm steven spielberg uh i mean i would have loved to see this as a spielberg film but you know uh also the, i mean this next one makes a lot of sense clint eastwood yeah that makes a lot of sense uh warren Beatty. warren Beatty was gonna direct at one point and i can see that and even danny devito at one point nice warren Beatty was gonna turn into a dick tracy where dick tracy fucking you know, yeah, buries it's, it's Madonna all, in, the, him, in the desert dra- or whatever. Him dragging uh, Big Boy Caprice's mutant, yeah. mutant ass out <laughs> to the desert. Um, I'll never get over the goblin makeup that Al, yeah. Al Pacino's like, put this on me! <laughs> I understand Clint Eastwood because that's that's what this movie is. It's a it's a gone baby gone. It's a mystic river. That's what it, I think it's trying to be, right? Mm-hmm. it's Where definitely it's going sort for of that, about that tone well Mystic- it's about the search for justice turning you into a monster yes uh uh so like it's the idea of like you put you put a character in a position where you want them to succeed you know you don't want these these ladies to get killed you want the serial killer to get caught and then it makes you feel all shitty at the end where you're like wow not only did they not catch him but they killed this other person um in the case of like mystic river it's more cut and dry that it's an innocent person uh in this one it's like we don't know and so i really appreciate what they're going for i absolutely like the end result i appreciate it they just didn't get there yeah they again they they messed up with with rami's character yeah they just didn't get me there Mm -hmm. that's all that's the only problem um yeah I don't really have much like, else to say about this movie. Yeah. It's fine though. I would I would say this is definitely worth free. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, worth like if you're if you're on HBO Max. Yeah, if you if you're an HBO Maxer and uh you're an adult. Um, yeah, if you're an adult. And you want you want you want to sit and watch a a a a, a movie about acting. Uh, yeah, if you're like statistically speaking like a dude uh who enjoys like like the the fucking like shit like 90s thrillers um i say that again because these movies the more i watch them the more i realize like just women have a bad time that like majority of the actresses in this movie play dead people yeah we Um, still we got uh, we got i mean there was another wire like the coroner is avon barksdale's sister right that's true Uh, (laughs) that's true um that said, Denzel does a monologue to a dead person. He does. And like, uh, I, I don't know. I'd love to be a dead person that Denzel monologues to. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about how stressful that must be to be a dead person you that just have Denzel's monologue. You just have to not move. Yeah. And then you'd want nothing more to itch your nose, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I'd like Denzel's monologuing at me. Yeah. And, and then like, my fuck. face starts to itch. You're like, I'm not going to scratch my face. I'm not going to ruin I'm Denzel's not gonna scene. Denzel's monologue. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's one of those. It's a it's '90s thriller style, uh, you know, an Ashley Judd type of movie, uh, and it's quite it's quite enjoyable. It's real chill. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is a little less, um, maybe less chill. A little. Well, I was gonna say it's a little less like uh, pulpy is not the right word. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not it's less. It's not the same tone as an Ashley Judd thriller. And no, it won't end with like her confronting the killer yeah. on a boat and killing them, yeah. and then roll credits. It's less conclusive, but it's it's got that. Thr- it's just a it's just a it's a pretty good thriller. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything. It, it's yeah. It takes place in L.A. 
Sure does. Yeah. Because why not? They were probably already there, you know? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. They're like, well, let's just shoot it here. We got all the stuff. We got like nine. Uh, we got like nine streets. That's enough for a movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I got nothing more to say. I don't have anything else. Yeah. This has been great. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. We did. Hey, we, folks. We had, a, we had a delightful time together. Yeah. Hey, folks. I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Uh, for $10 a month, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh, we have we have special custom episodes that we just watched that you can order from us. Custom podcasts. I don't know. Just go there. Yeah. Go on there. We will talk about whatever you want for uh, enough money. For um, enough money. We also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed. We can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Yeah. Check that out. God damn you. Yeah. And if you see Jared Leto, you run. Yeah, just don't get involved. I mean, e- don't, even if... Don't look back, you just run. Even if you think he's a murderer and you're trying to be like a, a detective and solve a case, just don't, it's not worth it. Just run. It's not worth just it. Just run away. Just opposite direction. Yeah, get get away from that man. Walking around like Frankenstein. <laughs>